Drunk Mythology Friends. I'm Kate. I'm Jen. And I'm the other Jen. And we're the Drunk, Drunk Mythology, Mythology Gals. Gals. <laughs> See, I went faster to keep up with Jen. Oh, like, now I know in. her plot. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Nice try. I'm too fast. I won't be Loki'd. <laughs> but I, I went soft, but I was there. Like, I. Yeah. You just did the opposite. I kind of got a frisson of like, this is actually the closest I think we've ever gotten. <laughs> you got a what? A frisson? It's not. Okay. Yeah, it's a frisson. It's a shiver. Okay. So basically just you got a freeze on. Just let just let her be fancy. Okay. Look, fine. I am still reeling from the bad French in Loki episode one. Which <laughs> brings us to the point okay. of us all being here, which is yep. talking about episode two of Loki, part of our mm-hmm. six special episodes Yay. about our favorite um variant trickster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, don't forget, after this regular episode, if you go to our Patreon, you'll be able to hear our 190 proof segment that, yeah, it just goes places that, you know, pretty much. And, you know, it's a good thing we're like, okay, we'll wait to do this at the end when we're nice and toasty because it it does, it brings together all the things. So there we go. All the goods go out the, all the rules go out the window. Yeah. We had, we had rules. um, (laughs) <laughs> barely we okay. barely have rules but we throw even those out okay so what are you okay, guys good. drinking what are we working on i have um i so you guys know at the time we're recording this i was on an airplane all day yesterday or multiple airplanes so i'm that's right you're back in your fucking tropical mm-hmm. island yeah my i'm always a little unsettled after a day of flying, Kate's even witnessed this firsthand when I went uh-huh. to visit you. And so I'm I'm a little mellow with pinnacle whipped today. Oh, you're mm-hmm. ju- you're going for the sweet edge to kind of blunt the like yeah. raging anxiety. I get it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's pure psychobabble because I'm just drinking Jack. <laughs> I'm just drinking tepid water. Of course. I mean, we wouldn't know what to do with ourselves if you had something other than water. My God, if she had a cup of tea, I might fall out of my chair. Especially if it was like a bracing cup of mint tea. Mint. Oh, heaven forbid. Oh, my God. And and I would like to report that the pod dog, uh, Horseradish, is sitting on his little cushion by my feet. And he is not drinking anything because he is high as a kite. Yeah, he doesn't need it right that's right like he right. is he is the most drunk of us all right now <laughs> after getting all his teeth out and he did very well so there yay. we go that's yay good. for pod dog yay so <laughs> and uh yay for our disclaimer right. do, not- <laughs> <laughs> do not drink and drive cars chariots eight-legged horses uh tour de france loki <laughs> which if you want to hear more about that, that will be in 190 proof. Oh, yeah. So, wh- whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, let's get started. A long time ago, when we all used hairspray to make the double fan claw bang look in high school and jet skis were popular <laughs> in the 90s.
Hey, Drunk Mythology friends, I'm Kate. And I'm the other Jen. Wait, where's Original Jen this time? Original Jen is busy cleaning out Sleepnear's stall. I mean, with eight legs, who knows how many stomachs that horse has? Or is that cows? Um, I think you're thinking of cows because that was one of our trivia questions in that trivia game we're testing out behind the scenes. And I think the cows have eight stomachs or was it four? I I don't know. I got that question wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no matter how many stomachs, she's not here. But we are here to tell you about Anchor for podcasting. With no cow stomachs. (laughs) Not unless you want to do a podcast about cows, which you totally could because it's super easy to start a podcast with Anchor. Is there a platform for cows to listen? Like, could cows even listen to a podcast? Anchor would distribute your cowcast across all popular podcast platforms. How did we get onto cows? Because we were wondering how many stomachs a horse has, or was it cows? Regardless, feeding all those stomachs costs money, which means you have to make money off your cowcast, which is why Anchor is a great place to start because you can start making money from the get-go with Anchor. But how much does it cost? Like, okay, how many smoothies does Fenrir have to sell in order to pay for his podcast about smoothies? (laughs) Oh my God, I'm so drunk today. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I thought Fenrir was doing a podcast about cows or was it horses? No. (laughs) I might be a little drunk too. Either way, it is totally free to have a podcast on Anchor. F-R-E-E free. Yeah, my see, my fan fiction has Fenrir running his own smoothie shop, and I work there. <laughs> uh, yeah, other Jen is talking about original Jen's books, Truth and Other Lies, and The Order of Chaos, which you should all check out under her pen name of Lyra Wolf. And yeah, Wolf, yeah. Fenrir, yeah. Yeah, so if I want to do a podcast for Fenrir... All I'd have to do is go to anchor.fm to get started because I'm like totally thinking that OG and I need to do that. Yep. Just go to anchor like the thingy on a boat thingy that goes to the bottom. Shut up. Yeah, we're drunk. (laughs) Yeah, it's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. You're just lucky I didn't spell out anchovy because it was a close call. <laughs> Check it out or make Fenrir sleep near and all the cows and their stomachs really upset. Ah! <laughs> oh my God, Kate, I think this is our best ad ever. Indubitably. Because, <laughs> yeah, we put the drink into drunk mythology gals. So last week, I failed my job around here. My job has been to keep you guys from going too deep into the nerdy weeds, too far down the nerd rabbit hole. How else can we describe it? There's I feel like there's ways. an unfair emphasis on the word nerd. <laughs> yeah. Any, anyway, I failed. I failed miserably because I'm a sucker for the MCU. That's Marvel Cinematic Universe for anyone who may not know. Who's the nerd now? (laughs) In addition to the brainwashing influence of my comic book loving nerd husband, Sam. And I now 
apologize. I apologize to the two of you. I apologize to Kim, who had to suffer (laughs) through the uber nerdiness. Oh, my God. Her comments while she was putting the episode together. Yes. Yes. I live for those. Yes. And I apologize to our fans. The ones who were here for the mythology aspects were probably quite a bit lost last week, as I actually linked elbows and skipped down the yellow brick road along with you guys. (laughs) I think at one point you were dragging us. (laughs) Yeah. So I am sorry. Now... I'm just going to go ahead and pre-apologize for this week because there is no way I'm keeping you guys honest with the knowledge I'm sitting on right now. Kate, would you be so kind as to read the text message I sent to our little group chat during my second viewing? Cue uh, highfalutin music. Fuck, 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 fuck. I know stuff. With five exclamation points. Thank you, Kate. <laughs> it was uh, very dramatic. And yes, you know, I know stuff, but we'll get to that. So carry on now. Uh, just one little point of order. Um, I have to point out, you're committing pre-crime because you're pre-apologizing. But you can't really apologize pre-apologize for pre-crime because that's not how the timekeepers want this to play out, right? Like... Is there any way to apologize for pre-crime or do I just need to prune you? Yeah, I'd like to see you try. (laughs) Oh, oh, rattling your goddamn granola wrapper? Really? (laughs) That deserves pruning alone. You've just created a nexus. Carry on. Yes, the, <laughs> the nexus is we're now back to being the two drunk mythology gals. <laughs> so the uh, the episode opens with uh, Loki doing what we've all done at work, which is sitting with his feet up on his desk and reading a magazine, whether it was metaphorically subtly scrolling your phone or actually sitting with your feet up reading a magazine. We've all been there. And he's being grilled by Miss Minutes, who apparently is supposed to be like his tutor. You know, that's not actually the first scene, right? (laughs) How many times did you watch it? Only one. Oh, really? I horseradish. That's an excuse. You've had all day, right? And you had last night once you got horseradish back. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you could have watched it. Wasn't it what you were telling me last week? Oh, watch it in bed. Use your phone. Yeah. Have earphones on. Uh I remember these words being like used to judge me. Yeah. It's Kim, cue the tape. (laughs) Roll the tape. Okay. So the pseudo first scene of him sitting with his feet up on his desk. I just want to say, I, I think it burned itself into my emotional retina because Miss Minutes, when he goes after her with the rolled up magazine mm-hmm. and that look of pure delight at being able to torment her is what we have all wanted to do with that goddamn fucking Microsoft clippy guy. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> It also brought me back to like wanting to torment. If you remember Smarter Child, who was like the the bot 
in like the AOL instant chat and you oh. could torment that also. I never got on the no. AOL. Yeah, you could ask it questions like how minutes and it would be interesting when oh, it would respond. Weird. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I obviously would have done horrible things with that. Um, so it's probably a good thing I didn't do that. But so, yeah, we go back to, I guess, the first first scene, which is the run fair. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So very good. You know, I was just really burning to get that like rent that Miss Minutes thing off my chest. I know that <laughs> that was very important to you. It really is because so many years I couldn't fucking turn it off because the administrators had control of our settings on our computer. Yep. I love Miss Minutes. I think I mentioned this last week that she's voiced by one of my favorite voice actors, Tara Strong. Mm-hmm. She voices Bubbles from the Powerpuff Girls. Well, the original Powerpuff <laughs> Girls. And yeah, she. I'm... I'm a fan of her in a whole lot of other animations. Yeah. So I'm a fan of Miss Minutes (laughs) because of the voice actors. I'm talking about Clippy. We're having a Clippy moment. Anyway, so back to the Ren Fair. Ren Fair. (laughs) All right. This is uh, more cohesive and historically accurate than any Ren Fair I've ever been to. It's like a... What did you call it, Jen? Original Jen? A Barbie and Ken Ren Fair? Yeah. <laughs> Barbie and Ken Ren. <laughs> it was very nice. <laughs> it, it was so nice. Like, none of the costumes looked homemade. Well, and also they scolded the people for not wearing costumes. Like, that doesn't happen. Hello? Like, I wish it did, but right? it doesn't. Right. So, I mean, do you guys want to describe what happens in that scene? Because I clearly, that's all I remember because I'm full of rage. I had a better understanding the second time um, because once they go inside that tent, Mm -hmm. it's a little bit darker on the screen. Yeah. And so I had a little trouble deciphering what was actually going on. Mm -hmm. And even the second time I watched it, my husband allows me to pause and ask questions during the second viewing. I'm not allowed to do that during the first viewing. Um, I I can get down with that philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. So I pause and I go... Tell me what happened there when the you see this little green glow at the temple of the the agent. I don't know what else to call them. I mm-hmm. don't have mm-hmm. all the vocabulary yet. You see that little green glow. And the first time I watched it, it looked like the agent reached up herself and tapped her own temple. Mm-hmm. So I was totally confused thinking this was some like undercover thing yeah but then my husband behind them yeah my husband had to explain no 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 there was the person behind reached up Mm -hmm. and did it i was like oh it's too dark on the screen i couldn't see that (laughs) so fine and then a fight breaks out a really badass fight breaks out right (laughs) right and i love the the song choice of you know i need a hero which i think is a bit of a metaphor which is it's not even a metaphor it's like hi this is a clue we're skywriting it yeah 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 it was and the the skywriting yeah the lyrics of that song were yeah where have all the gods gone? Was that I can't remember the lyrics exactly. Yeah, the, the word gods is in there at some point. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. We had the closed caption on for the second viewing and I was like, oh my God, yes. <laughs> so yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, so I, the one thing that now that I'm thinking back to it, so she, uh, the agent who, you know, gets possessed and starts like going after her colleagues, who touches her? Do we ever see who touches her to transfer the Loki into her? You mean at the big, big yeah? Because remember, in the end, like the whole joke is that he, um, that Loki's like Nexus Loki. That's what I'm gonna or Lady Loki's, you know, possession happens when she touches somebody, and you see that little green flash. So my husband explained to me that what's going on there is mind control. It's not actually a transference of presence into that person. Mm -hmm. It is merely mind control takeover. Okay. That that's, I'm trying to, I'm racking my brain trying to think of another character that we've seen that with. Um, WandaVision. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wanda, Wanda was pulling that stunt to some degree. Mm hmm. So it, it's she wasn't p- putting herself into these people. She was simply right. t- telepathically controlling everyone. I'm sure the n- uber nerds will correct us on all of this <laughs> if I'm getting anything wrong here. But um, so, yeah, it was. But I guess for some reason, this loki version has to physically touch the first person mm-hmm. that they mind control and then use that person there has to be some form of physical contact in order to take right. over the mind mm-hmm. and it can hop from person to person to person right as long as there's physical contact right mm-hmm. and so what i'm asking is who was the f- person who touched the first soldier in the, the loki. opening scene the loki the Loki touched her? Okay. Yeah. From behind. Oh. Yeah. I okay. just comment. That's what I just went through. <laughs> right, Jen? Yeah. Uh, you know. Yes. <laughs> look. I, that's why I was confused. I'm like, we just discussed this. I know. But it just, I needed to, whatever, whatever. <laughs> yes. I, 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 I had the same confusion. That's what I was saying when I said I thought that the the soldier reached up and touched her own temple but in actuality my husband had to explain to me it was the 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 bad loki right from behind and you because it's so dark all you see is the hand okay yep okay you don't now see I'm, anything am... but the finger from reach from behind mm-hmm. tap the tap the temple and mind control is just taken over got it so the the bad Loki is still hiding in the dark, fighting everyone through mind control of their own soldiers. Mm-hmm. Got it. Until the very end when the prisoner is dragged through the portal. Right. Okay. Okay. I got that. Now I'm clear. I also want to just point out <laughs> the one other thing that I did notice. Shut up. <laughs> she uses a scimitar at the end. I didn't like catch that. Yeah. I watched it twice. Like I what that. she was, I didn't catch like it. Like what she was stabbing with wasn't like 
are our Loki's usual daggers. She's using a fucking mm-hmm. scimitar. Yeah. And we're so. saying she, which is a spoiler for the end of the episode when it is revealed that this is a female. Yeah. 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 Okay. So just hopefully yeah. anyone <laughs> listening to this has watched the episode. Right? <laughs> but Unless you're yeah. like me and you don't mind the spoilers beforehand. <laughs> but again, right? that might be a clue that this is someone that is not Loki. Which is why I am voting five Pompeian goats that it is Enchantress. But I will hold that theory till later. I will see your five Pompeian goats and (laughs) raise you to that (laughs) it's Loki. Okay. (laughs) So we've got a a seven goat bet going. I'm just like I have no clue. Um, you just don't oh, have any goats clues, in the bank. and I think there's just a lot of clues. So. Yeah, my big wow comes later. Okay, so uh, once we are through with the cute little office scene, and uh, I'm trying to think of. Ah, uh, I should have watched this again. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, so we have, do we then go to the scene of Mobius and Ravona? No. For the first, no. no. Okay. No. So they go in and they gear up and there's even that Oh, funny, the knives, right, The right, funny right. moment where no. Mobius hands him a couple knives and the other lady comes Absolutely by. Not. Absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. I feel like I say that multiple times a day to my dogs. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was hysterical. I don't know why. It just, that was so funny to me. Oh, yeah. Sober, gets drunk. his knives. It was funny. <laughs> I just want them to come back together. I, you know, Absolutely I have a dangling participle question of, hey, Tesseract. Where's the Tesseract? Why wouldn't What's you bring the-, the Tesseract with you on missions? Hmm. I- don't think they'd let him <laughs> maybe it's too powerful he is a prisoner still right so yeah same reason, they, like, same reason like they wouldn't give him the knives it's also probably back to be you know casey's paperweight uh, oh we do right. get that moment of casey we yep. do yep. i was pleased so i'm hoping there will be more casey to come i i think they actually may have just uh because he had a spoken line, so technically he should be credited in IMDb for it. I think it. they're keeping a lot of things secret. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like they didn't they didn't even reveal the title until it released. Mm-hmm. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. So they they go through the the locker room, right? Gearing up, um, and then. They go to the Ren Fair. (laughs) (laughs) And you have the whole scene in the tent. Right. And um, so should I go through what I have in the tent and then you can all go through what you have? Okay. So first of all, my big bomb comes later. (laughs) Okay. So first of all, right before we leave, um, Loki is schooling them on the molecular nature of magic and 
I may or may not have had like a braingasm over it. Like my whole point. Oh, yeah. This you is did. everything magic. Like mo- he dropped the word molecular. <laughs> it it's was great. Science and it has rules, which is why Loki has to be fucking brilliant. So he knows all of the rules so he can break them. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Quick so- pause. Casey is now in the credits for episode two, where ah. so they're keeping things secret. It's the same yeah. with the variant Loki. They are just calling it the variant, except mm-hmm. again, uh, that's why I right. would be careful what you bet, Kate, right. how many pump hand goats, because right. in the Spanish credits, they, they kind of revealed some stuff. So, <gasps> Okay, other gen, Google that shit. I'm on <laughs> it, I'm on it, I'm on it. <laughs> so... In the tent, I have a theory that Loki is actually telling the truth, and he's testing them. He is playing with the rubber band of their faith in him to see how far it is going just yet, how far it's going to go, like when it snaps back, because, okay, Fenrir drop. Yay, Fenrir! Yeah, I know! (laughs) But there was no smoothie. I know. I <laughs> and it didn't look like they served smoothies smoothies he, in that cafeteria later, I'm just no. saying. But but they were a salad. He would have approved the salad. Right. They had salad. Yeah, it's healthy. Um, but I don't know if you notice, like when he is doing the whole Fenrir bit, yes, he's kind of putting on the I'm so smart thing, but he's really watching Mobius and he goads Mobius into snapping back, like my ears are sharp too. Snapping back like a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, also at the very, very end, like, you know, he's talking to the other Loki about how he bought her time in the tent. Yeah. So does that mean she was really waiting outside and might have killed them if they had run into her? Yeah, I was curious about that. But so, or was he lying to her about that? See, that's the other thing though. Which part was he lying about? Oh, I think he was telling the truth. I just think he left a few things out. It's all possible. I mean, you know, and then you bear it in mind that you know, the little taunt about being 10 moves ahead, like the moment he starts to encounter the actual variant in the field work, like he's already you know piecing things together and yeah yeah i think he probably actually i don't know if he was just testing them or actually wanting to join them in the beginning it was very similar though to what he said to thanos i thought Mm -hmm. so yeah that was interesting yeah Yeah. i don't think he wants to join them i think he's you know he goes so far as to admit they are formidable yeah and you don't say formidable about your besties and teammates. No. You say that about your opponent. And, oh, you know, so he could have been saying, hey, trust me, if you step outside that tent, you're going to get killed because other Loki is out there. And she was out there. She may or may not have killed them. And he may or may not be doing this to both test them and see if he can buy time or he could be lying to her. You know, I'm just saying, I actually think he's being genuine 
because he wants to see whether they'll believe because remember when he goes into that stupid little, little like well part of being a trickster is telling the truth so you see when people know that you're a trickster and they you trick them they know that you're tricking them but you're tricking them because you know you're tricking them right mm -hmm. right right so you know um that's so ravenclaw <laughs> and slytherin i'm just saying it's <laughs> it's like let's push let's push a button Ooh, what does this button do so I'm trying to upload a picture to our little internal chat. I have answers that you sent me to search for. Okay. And I clicked on, apparently it's two images. I thought it was one image. Um, so you have the first image, which what these are, are the voice over credits for the foreign languages. Okay. And you can see in the first one that I mistakenly posted you see that it's the credit right after it's listed mm -hmm. right after loki then you have this other language version the character name is sylvie yep and that is yep. a huge that tells reveal yeah, right there that is yes that, I, that but why was is something her, why is her voice over different because instead of putting, um, these are the voice actors that are right. reading the lines in foreign languages for yeah. people who are watching the movie in oh, Spanish. Oh, this is the version catalana. And, okay. Yes, and they basically made a mistake because that basically spoiled it. <laughs> yeah. So when you look up who is Sylvie in the Sylvie Marvel, Luffy's daughter in mm. the Marvel universe, mm -hmm. Sylvie is the second. Um, the second edition of the Enchantress. I'm disappointed. I am because it's just. Uh, well, it's, again, though, yeah. where you also it could be where they combine two characters. So I'm still not sure which they'll do. And when you look up images for Sylvie, mm -hmm. spot on. Yeah. Okay. When you look up the comic book images for this character. Yeah, because they're blonde. Including the, the headpiece. That's that's mm -hmm. Sylvie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm disappointed <laughs> because it, it doesn't. Because I got your two goats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll put those in the mail as soon as possible. Okay. <laughs> Because I know they'll be in good hands with you who won, who had a champion yes. goat in 4-H. Yes. yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, yes. anyway. Okay. So. <laughs> You're so mad. <laughs> I am so mad because I'm disappointed in the plotting if that's really where they went with it. Well, I think that's, I think they, that was a, a hiccup or, you know, Maybe an intentional. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I'm just is, saying. I like having Disney studied really Disney that? scripting. Like, yeah. Who's in yeah. charge of the credits? Is that person now fired? Oh yeah, yeah. Or Bye -bye. did that person? Or is that person high fiving over all of the social media? That person searches. was a plant from the DC universe. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> 
undercover. <laughs> right. But also, you know, that does make it more interesting that because Mobius is actually a lot more dickish in this episode. I'm just going to put it out there. Like, um, I yeah. loved Mobius in the first episode because he was like, oh, I don't know. What side of the fence? Is he, he the was fence? The therapist. Mm -hmm. And now he's calling him a fucking ice runt. Yeah. Oh, that was rude. I was that, like, whoa. That was speciesist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, and but ice runt is ice runt. And if Sylvie Loffy's daughter. And, yeah saying um and i mean loki did refer to himself in his play as a baby blue icicle <laughs> what yeah in the rat in the ragnarok film there's the play <laughs> right and like it, that he wrote uh, and like yes yes Odin calls him my, my uh, baby blue icicle oh <laughs> so <laughs> i think that's what i mean this i missed that line ruder, in the play. but yeah i yeah. think that's what this is referring back to okay but yeah Still gotcha. ruder than it, Baby Blue Icicle. Yeah. I don't think he would have called himself a runt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> um, <sighs> so, yeah, he's he's being a dick in this episode, which makes you wonder, you know, because he's also kind of condescending to Ravona too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, put a pin in that. Anyway, so <laughs> then they get back and they do the most exciting thing you can do on screen. Research. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he, but, oh, so last week, didn't we have a question of whether these TVA staff are human, if they have to eat or not? Did we ask that question? Well, I was pointing out how still they all are until right. you actually engage them or like, so, um, you know, the research lady, the first thing I thought was, God, she has a lizard face. Yes. She looks <laughs> yeah. like yep. your buddy iguanas in mm -hmm. uh saint thomas like, yeah she looks like an iguana like she and she moves like slow yeah. like an iguana and you know i'm like hmm space lizard uh but yeah. you know that i don't know if that's something or anything but it definitely is all of these creations are fucking creepy now in the background, like you see they're on this balcony and you see sort of deep into the uh, background, you see 372 in the background. Yeah, I know uh -huh. you see it several times. And you then see lots of numbers and letters. And T-S-Y above saw, it in the second saw, time. Yeah, we saw 26 in the locker room. Mm-hmm. And I, I, but the 372 is lit up. And right there in our line of sight, it's got to mean something. Mm -hmm. I'm, I agree, but there, I just don't know what. Yeah. It could be an internal joke with, with the, the cast or writers, or it could signify something that the nerds who are way deeper than me. And okay. Hang I on. asked my husband, he didn't know either. Oh, okay. He, he, hang on. I, I may have it. I may have it. Because I went to the website Nerdist. See? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay. So where is it? Nerds will rule the world. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they already do. 
Yeah. Okay. Ah, God. Stop. See, um, I have, though, I would like to know, do the timekeepers actually exist? Oh, oh yeah. Mythology. Oh, I'm doing my... You believe? I'm doing you my believe? Arnold Horshack. Ooh, 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 Mr. Carter. <laughs> so does that mean yes? <laughs> I don't think they do. But that's... Oh! I think they might i was thinking they were, weren't but i feel like that twi- like they're trying to lead us to not think they do but the twist is they actually do uh, maybe i don't i don't mm, i'm googling right now okay. so yeah Go- now. google that shit all right hang on so i think some of the numbers are uh okay yeah 372 is the second appearance of the tva in thor comic number 372 Ah, but I don't know what's interesting about that appearance in 372. So anyway, <sighs> all right. I, the the TVA has a major presence with the Fantastic Four. That that's what I keep seeing. Yeah, and my husband confirmed that. Hmm. Because I asked him, do you have any of the comics with this that cover this stuff here? Mm-hmm. And he said, no, but I have the comics that this is all leading up to. And I said, whoa, what? You know what comes next? He goes, of course I do. And I'm like, you're going <laughs> to tell me. Did and he? then he drops his bomb that we'll, we'll get to it. Okay, okay. <laughs> so... Anyway, Loki is, you know, kind of doing what we all do when we're forced to do something bullshit because we could have told you. Um, He's like, oh, surprise, Minutemen got attacked. Surprise. (laughs) And I'm like, yep, that's me. That that is when I'm researching mythology and I'm like, oh, surprise, Zeus put his dick in it. Surprise, (laughs) Zeus put his dick in it. Yeah, there was so much sarcasm. There. Yeah, it's like oh yeah. <laughs> now here's an Easter egg. I don't even know if it's an egg or if it's just a thought of an egg. But when he's going through his own file, there's a map. I saw that, and I was like, you know, that looks kind of empty as a as maps go. I'm like, is that maybe mm-hmm. New Mexico? I think it's an Easter egg for New Mexico because they had she had a lot of maps. I remember like Jane Foster and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I I feel like it's just it's kind of an empty like. Graph, like graphic representation on maps like it's empty so i'm like yeah that's new mexico <laughs> yeah but um yeah can we um just take a second and have a moment of silence for mobius's salad yes <laughs> i can't do it okay I'm yeah. it's, it's only respectful <laughs> yes his and poor- also for and for Casey's juice box. Yes, poor Casey. <laughs> he just wanted his juice box. <laughs> I also love like they're like children. <laughs> they're sound in their juice boxes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Juice boxes. Capri- I'm tried surprised to see it wasn't if- like a Capri Sun. You know, Have we tried to see if Casey is in episode three. Has anybody looked? No, I don't think it will be Google released. that shit. I'm Googling. I'm looking. I'm looking because I've already got episode two up here on my screen. 
There you go. So uh, anyway, Loki tries out his theory that, hey, guess what? <laughs> home sweet home. It's an apocalypse. And he is like, the variant is hiding in the apocalypse. Every apocalypse. All he has to do is go there and like get his stuff together. And then he hops back out and he hops back in. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it it makes sense. Uh Especially, you know, when we get to the discussion with Mobius about purpose and belief. Oh, yes, yes, Mm -hmm. yes. I've got an Easter egg for that. Well, not an Easter egg, a tidbit of info. Okay. So I'm just going to go with like the, oh, this is interesting. As a a former publicist, I'd be like, well, wow, give me some heads up before you go and blow your image up like that. Because Disney is poking some culture wars bears, sleeping bears here with, you know, what is mythology? What is religion? What is the end of the universe? What is purpose? Like Mm -hmm. they are famous for not doing that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then they do it. They double down with climate. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, edgy, yeah. way edgy Disney. Also, like, a lot of stuff is happening in like 2050. <laughs> yeah. I, I, t- between what was it, 2048 and 20, 2047 and 2050? Yeah, like a bunch of stuff. Yeah. But like you said, it was all poking the climate, uh, change, climate change. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess like with the swallows, they mentioned the extinction. That's like actually happening now. Oh, so that was interesting that they like referenced that. So yeah. that's like a real thing. No, I mean, I, it's, it's not surprised like the hurricanes and yeah, um, they're getting f- more and more frequent as well as stronger. Intense. Yeah. 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 That's- and yeah. I, I, I'm going to write something down that we're going to talk about in 190 because it just struck me. <laughs> anyway, but you got to remember, Disney also they're they're sitting on something that's already been written. Mm-hmm. These are comic mm-hmm. books, yeah, that yeah. they're working from, and they understand that the comic book fan base is a huge fan base. And they are insanely loyal mm-hmm. and knowledgeable. They know their shit. So you have to stay as close to that as you can. The artistic liberties you take have to be within reason in order to put this up on the screen to appeal to a broader audience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to hold to those foundations that are in those comic books and uh, can i say <laughs> this thing yes go ahead and say it say it <laughs> okay, just okay 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 all right i know who ravana renslayer is who oh i did not pick up on it in the first episode i don't know if her name just didn't come up or if i just i wasn't piecing things together at that point but Sam said something to me earlier today during our second viewing when they're in her office and they're and it's just Owen Wilson, Mobius and her. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about all of those awards or um, the 
the the yep. souvenirs. I've just mm-hmm. I'm losing the roller vocabulary. Skate. Yep. Uh, yeah. Talking about all the different stuff, and you see the three statues in the back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a hesit. There's a camera hesitation on that middle statue. The camera kind of focuses on it for just a smidgen longer oh, than it really had to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that's what Kang the Conqueror looks like in the oh, comic books. And okay. Who is his kidnappy? Ravana Renslayer. Oh, so I see. I've he, been hearing rumors that they're setting up Kang. They are setting up Kang. We've already got the movie in the works between mm-hmm. Kang with Ant-Man and Wasp. Yeah. That's right. already filming or f- done filming. And then right. Doctor Strange, right, with the multiverse. Yep. Yep. Ooh. And then yep. guess what happened a few years ago between Marvel Studios and Fox Studios? Marvel got rights to the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who is the Fantastic Four's big opponent? Kang the Conqueror. Okay, okay. So Ravona so Renslayer. This is a bridge to stuff coming down the pipeline. Yeah, they're setting up phase four. So right, yeah. we're saying Kang the Conqueror is the timekeeper. Oh, uh, interesting. Okay. And Ravana so what, is his reluctant. They go, th- Kang is in love with Ravana and kidnaps her. And she is reluctant to serve him. And even, this is like really far down. I, I apologized yeah. in advance for this. Down the Lego video game. <laughs> Ravana, I play that shit. I do. I love my Lego video games. My Lego Marvel, Lego anything. I'm all about the Lego video games. Right. I play on Xbox if anybody cares. And Ravana is feeding the Avengers information to basically backstab Kang because she doesn't like what he's doing. But she's so torn because she's falling in love with him, too. And so she is, to some degree, serving him and, you know, following his orders. Um, Mm -hmm. He gives instructions and she follows through. Bit reluctantly at times. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah. So Um, I have a question. Is she under any kind of brainwashing or like programming while she's acting as the TVA judge? Unclear. Okay. Cause if she's an abductee and she doesn't want to be there and doesn't want to be doing this, like she's very dedicated human. She in the comics, she's a human. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so in the comics, she's a human, which mm-hmm. makes uh, her interactions with Mobius all the more curious. And there, another little tidbit there in the comics, 
There are infinite versions of Mobius because he is simply a clone. Well, a Mobius strip, yeah. Rewatch the real talk scene between him and Loki again, talking about beliefs with that nugget of knowledge. Mm -hmm. See if it impacts you differently, knowing that Mobius is nothing more than a clone. Well, I've actually been watching this whole episode kind of wondering if he's either like the prime clone or if he is, um, I don't know, like just, you know, Mobius number 272. Um, In the, uh, there was a line I read in an article somewhere as I went down the nerd rabbit hole. uh, The one we're seeing is not the original. Well, that's why Mm. in the end credits, when they have sort of that line sketch of, uh, of Mobius, it's like there's half a sketch on top of it. Check the end credits. The sketch of Mobius is like there's a torn version on top of another version. Okay. All right. And then there's also, um, I stumbled on another article that further supports this. Um, The Kang the Conqueror actor was asked if he's going to be appearing in the Loki series, if he's going to have like a cameo at the end or something. And of course, Mm -hmm. what does he say? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How often have we had actors deny things because they were under a gag order and it right. actually turned out to be true? Exactly. Yeah. I don't know why they bother asking. Right? Right? Well, because it it makes a news tidbit. It generates like two sentences of copy for clickbait. Right. Right. And the whole pen, the Franklin D. Roosevelt High School yep. pen. Yeah. Um, Kang. You know, Disney, <laughs> Disney and Marvel have sent us in wrong directions. In, they have sent us to dead ends. Are they tricking us? Right, exactly. They have sent us to are, dead ends on purpose. How many, many goats times. are you going to bet on this? Yeah. <laughs> this I'm not betting no, no. any goats on this one because this one's a real thin thread of connection. But that pencil or pen, whatever it was, can go. Um, to, it kind of connects to a character called Molecule Man, and he deals with the multiverse. He is an integral character with the Marvel multiverse mm-hmm. and a bunch of beings known as the Beyonders. Mm-hmm. And he also has a big presence with the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. So Fantastic Four filming on the horizon. It's in the works. Yep. Rumors, of course, they keep their their lips pretty tight shut. But yeah, so yeah, Kang the okay. Conqueror, Ravana, uh, it totally puts everything she's doing under suspicion now. And I am, mm. I am now a hundred percent. I'll bet all the goats, all Ooh. in, all in. TVA is evil. Oh yeah, yeah. Nobody's no going to take that back because we agree. Yeah. Yeah, 100% evil, which makes me think this female, Enchantress or Loki, whoever they want to make that be, I think that person's actually doing justice. Yeah, I agree. They're the hero that we need. Like I said, skywriting, which brings us to the Walmart. I mean, Rocksmart. Uh, Oh, I know stuff (laughs) about that too. Okay. Well, so 
just a couple of things that I noticed. First of all, remember that Mobius keeps putting words in Loki's mouth about, oh, you want to take over the TVA. And Loki never says that. He never says he wants to rule the TVA. Neither of the Lokis say they want to rule the TVA. Overthrow it, figure it out, sure. But never have they said we want to rule it. And um, I'm pretty sure that both Lokis by now are firmly like, see you later, Mobius. We've got our own agenda because... Yeah. Uh, the one name that isn't mentioned at all in this episode is Frigga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the one name that motivates him. It's the one moment when he cried. It's the one thing you can trust is his rage. Like they set up that iconic line and then they throw it away with a nothing burger of, you know, a finishing clause. And, you know, you don't set up that iconic line and then create a nexus by ending it with, you know, I'll never do it again. You know, Mm -hmm. but I did, they did say though, like, Oh, well, the other thing I like is that I'm always right. You can trust, you know, that I'm always wanting to be right. So I think they were maybe using that instead of rage. Mm, Yeah. But that also is, I mean, if, if, we're supposed to take him at his word, then he was right about the tent. He was, you know, he's right about all the things he's saying. It's just, he's not saying everything he knows. Yeah. But I, I think that, you know, in the end too, like when, you know, other Loki or variant Loki is saying, it's not about you. I immediately was like, oh, I wonder who this other Loki cares about in the other multiverse timeline that got fucked because, you know, the outer shell and all the trappings might change, but Loki is Loki is Loki, which is why Mobius is looking for this Loki to help him catch the other Loki. Mm -hmm. Because if they were nothing alike, there'd be no point to having Loki on your team. So Loki said the truth when he said he didn't like hurting people and variant Loki shares the same fundamental characteristics. So, you know, what's the situation that has pushed her into this? So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I, yeah, you know, I don't know enough about this enchantress timeline. I am going to be deeply disappointed if that's the direction they go with it, but Okay, fine. My husband said that this totally sets up for them to pull the Fantastic Four in from another timeline, which would then explain why all these movies we've had up to this point, particularly the ones where things are going down in New York City, everyone's everyone's asking, where are the Fantastic Four? Why aren't they Uh there? Where are they? Ah, well, we have our little thread of connection here potentially they're on a different timeline uh-huh but so, in reality real world marvel didn't own the rights to to the fantastic four characters marvel I studios yeah, yeah, the yeah. movie studios oh, okay. didn't yeah. own the rights <clears throat> until a few years ago and so now they're like okay 
how do we bring these guys into this universe? Well, mm-hmm. timelines. Got it. Which, again, I feel kind of disappointed because if they're using this to set up the next franchise, like they better keep the story writing super sharp. Otherwise, they're not doing justice to giving Loki his own six episode arc. Mm-hmm. Because I felt the characterization in this episode was kind of uneven at times. Like, I don't know. I just, mm, this was not no. my favorite. I have to agree. Agreed. I agree too. Agreed. I felt it was a bit disjointed. Yeah. You know, uh, because also, you know, if you follow the way Disney does it's scripting and their plotting structure requirements. Technically, somebody who knows nothing about the backstories has to be able to follow along and solve the mystery given the clues in the script. Oh, right. Yes. So also Disney puts a huge emphasis on every single character has to follow their own perspective of the story. Like Mobius has to go through an arc. Ravona is going to go through an arc. Uh, uh, B-15 is going to go through an arc. Like even Miss Minutes is probably going to go through a little bit of an arc. You know, like think of, think of um, Frozen, you know, every single character has like the moment they start, the moment they encounter a difficulty and it's following the same sequence of events, but they're all sort of living their own private plot line. And that's why these movies are so tight and so, you know, so, uh, you know, the storytelling structure is renowned for this. And we only have six episodes. Right. So we're a third of the way in. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. you know, technically, if they're doing the following their own formula with little variations because haha loki that does give them an excuse to do some things like i don't know poke the morality bear um (laughs) (laughs) but you know this next episode will be the last one we get like any shocking new clues that we should be picking up on i would speculate that's correct i would have to agree with that because four and five have to start us towards the the mm-hmm. obstacles and resolution of the arcs. And, you know, the thing that is always so interesting about how they write these movies is, you know, it's the unspooling where you're like, you know, facepalm because I should have seen that. It's plain as day because it's right there in front of me. It's interesting you said unspooling because isn't that what Ravana said that the timekeepers were oh, busy yeah. doing? No. The yeah. unspooling, what did he say? The the epilogues? Oh yeah. no, they're uh untangling. Untangling. They're untangling the epilogues. Yeah. I was like, so oh, oh interesting. And then yeah. you know, they're asking that this is in that belief scene, was that correct? Or am mm-hmm. I getting that in the wrong spot? No, no, that that's where like, Loki's order, like, okay. chaos, and yeah. boring. So yeah. when it's done, <laughs> what do we get? And 
Mobius says, order, peace, calm, or whatever the wording was he said. And that right there was, that like sealed the deal for me that TVA is evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because just like Thanos, he thinks he's doing something. He's mm-hmm. in his own mind. He's the hero, but he's not. He's going about it all wrong. And these guys might be, you know, giving the sales pitch that, you know, this is for the greater good. This is, you know, we are what's. Yeah, I'm losing vocabulary. It's OK. Kate. It's half 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 the universe, you know, more yeah. resources for everybody of half the universe doesn't mm-hmm. exist. And right. yet there's it's still the justice of and, malevolent. What's the uh, benevolent. benevolent? Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to sell the TVA is trying to sell that they are benevolent in what they are doing. Well, and remember that one of the tenets of Disney is that every villain is a hero in their own mind. Exactly. Yeah. And Kang the Conqueror. He's trying in the comics, he's trying to win Ravana's of affections. Mm-hmm. He's trying to win her love. But he's going about it all wrong. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I think, uh, you know, I... Uh, I am now going to be holding all of my Pompeian goats in reserve because I don't know enough about all the comic book theories that they're going to be weaving into this. And I can only follow it from, you know, the story structure analysis perspective, because that's kind of where, you know, I've been watching it from, aside from like fangirling over all of the set design. Yeah. I, mean, I could not find a hidden Mickey. If anyone out there listening could find a hidden Mickey in episode two, please go on Facebook and tell us where it was because I couldn't find it. And I watched it the second time I was actively looking for the hidden Mickey. I couldn't mm-hmm. find it. <laughs> one there had I, to be one, right? There had to be one. There must have been. But one last thing I kind of want to point out is in the set design, except for the research area... Have you noticed how low the ceilings are? Uh, uh-huh. And the claustrophobia oh. it creates and the anxiety it's creating. So huh. yeah, just something to, you know, it's that sort of thing that may is probably a nothing burger of an Easter egg, but it's the science and beauty of when you have experts working in every single department Right. To, you know, and they're all working together towards a common vision, theme, idea. And that's why, you know, the producer and the director, you know, and everybody they hire under them, it really is, you know, a team of heroes mm-hmm. <laughs> working to create this because, damn, I love their sets. Yeah. So and what I, I had a, I had a question for Jen. Mm-hmm. In this episode, where d- this is my attempt at you know appealing to the mythology listeners um i apologized in advance <laughs> what aspects of myth loki did you really see in this episode if any um not i mean the obvious one was just him talking about a trickster being a trickster what a trickster does but the main one that i noticed was actually discussing 
about Ragnarok because at first I thought, oh, it really checks out. He's very excited about all these apocalypses. Like, obviously, yeah, that's that's totally him since he causes Ragnarok, the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing, too, is that uh, either the variant or Enchantress, whichever they are, even though they're associated with Loki, like they are actually like, causing a Ragnarok of the timeline. Mm. So mm. that's kind of what I saw. Is like it's still unavoidable. A Loki kind of thing happening, right? Ragnarok is still happening. Yeah, it's yeah. still an unavoidable destiny that yeah. whatever this stability is. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so a that really, was, really good point. So, yeah, that was my take of Myth Loki from this episode. <laughs> and oh. the Fenrir drop. The Fenrir yes, drop. Yes, yes, yes. Fenrir. Oh. <laughs> We're going to. <gasps> oh boy oh and the other i actually took notes during the episode we paused it the second watching paused it so many times for me to write shit down it was so funny my <laughs> husband's like here you take the remote and I'm like, thank you um so the the mega store there's mm-hmm. a whole bunch of comic basis there oh my the, god what the was spider-man it? Did you see the Spider-Man logo? I did not see the Spider-Man oh. logo. I missed it. I it's, totally it's, missed it. It's like in one of the aisles when okay. he's like walking down the aisle and you see like, it's not a toy display, but it's like a video game display or something. And I was okay. like, oh, it's the Spider-Man thing. Also, okay. what the fuck? Vitamix? <laughs> yeah. Dell, uh, Cuisinart. <laughs> like oh good to know they're still going to be around in 30 years <laughs> pandemic pandemic funding for product placement yeah Roomba <gasps> right I saw it and, oh, the, a Roomba the, I was the like, rover oh. the rover <laughs> yes. yeah like so you so know rocks cart rocks on r-o-x-x-o-n uh-huh is an evil corporation in the comics. Okay. It's a I remember well-known evil organization. It yeah. doesn't sound anything like Exxon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Gulf, <sighs> Alabama, oil. <laughs> it know, is a, it know. is a Roxxon Energy Corporation. Oh, surprise. I, yeah, I clicked on that See, link. there was my Loki. Um, let me see when it, <laughs> when did it because, first appear? Oh, are they appear? poking the climate bear? Sorry. First appeared in 1974. Mm, that was a very good year. They have ties to Captain America. Mm. Mm. Okay. So again, you're coming back to New York and this stuff. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah, they tie in with Captain America, Iron Man, Spider-Man, Black Panther. Um yeah, there's wow. I'm just like skimming this one page that I pulled up here real quick, but yeah, we'll go on. All right. Well, that was an episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we went so far down the nerd path. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You know, I can't help it. Well, just wait till next month because then I have to do the Olympics. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Olympics. Oh. I just realized that yesterday. Oh, my I'm like, fuck my life. Now I got to go research the Olympics all over again because they're coming up. <laughs> yep. It's your time. <laughs> God damn it. Oh. 
yeah yeah we mentioned and then you know, i'm marathon. going to have to do like uh, I, am i going to have to do like a soft focus on the athlete you know <laughs> in 232 bce you know uh uh Demetrios was just a simple sheep herder when one day he was running over rocks to chase a sheep and he discovered he was, you know, yeah, no, I just, anyway, <laughs> so I'm drunk. Me too. Yeah, I'm not. I of course not. <laughs> and yeah, <gasps> next week. Yeah, next week is obviously going to be Loki episode three, which we do not have a title as of yet. Um, but I'm sure it'll be something equally tricky. <laughs> They've all been. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I looked while we were, when I was trying to find if, you know, Casey shows up in episode three and yeah, it's listed as episode three. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> yeah. And they only have a few, they have just the bare minimum cast and they even have two actors without even naming the character they're playing yeah they are <laughs> they are keeping this shit locked up they are they're doing a great job of it mm -hmm. except for the spanish dubs except for the unless, spanish unless yeah. that might be deliberate could have been intentional could have been i mean yeah. i you know anyway I mean, we'll look get at to the this more. hype. They, okay. they have created social media hype. Other so. Jen. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to see the wizard, the wonderful Wizard of Oz. We're off to do 190 proof. So yes. uh, don't forget to add yourself to our social media scrolls on Instagram at Drunk Mythology Gals. On Twitter at Drunk Myth Gals. On but also on, on Twitter at what's your Lyra Wolf handle? Uh, yeah, just at Lyra Wolf author. Because if yeah. you have Loki questions, if you have Tom Hiddleston questions, if you want a fangirl to squee with, oh, that's yeah. who you want to go to. Absolutely. I bow at her feet. Yes. Right? Loki is basically my career now. Like, it's pretty official. That's <laughs> all I do. <laughs> Loki is. Uh, yeah. And Loki anybody is. who wants to nerd out on the comic book side with me. Come on over to Facebook, Drunk Mythology Gals. We can go down. I will link elbows and go down the nerd path with you. The yellow brick nerd path. Yes, the yellow brick <laughs> nerd path. We do have a website at drunkmythologygals.com, but really you want to go back to the Instagram and follow us because I have pictures of horseradish. <laughs> the dog. The sweet and dog. Or you can be on Patreon. There will be no horseradish photos as of yet. Oh, there sadly. will be. But, okay. But that's <laughs> patreon.com slash drunk mythology gals. Yeah. And that's where you'll find the 190 proof. So if you want that mess. Yes. That's it's give us a money. hot mess. <laughs> and if you're not on any social media at all, you can go to AOL, use that little bot and <laughs> Alta Vista. The Alta Vista. Oh my God. You know? From your GeoCities it account. Yeah. <laughs> You can email us, and I'm sure Clippy will help you. Oh, God, fuck. <laughs> God damn it. Drunkmythologygals at gmail.com. 
I'll answer. Uh, <laughs> well, and uh, thanks again also to Sound Effects Kim for putting the top spin on our sound and trolling us because she just is the evil cherry on top of our fucked up Sunday. And thank you again for joining us. Please subscribe, leave a rating or review and tell your friends and family about us, especially if you have an interest in getting them involved in playing poker with Pompeii and goats, because we're here for it. (laughs) And (laughs) finally, always remember if the gods can behave badly and the timekeeping authority can too. So can you. Just don't get caught in a nexus. Mm-hmm.